Hey, it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. Looking at what we got today, Rashida Tlaib. I'm going to play the audio now. Rashida Tlaib seems to think that you owe it to her to pay back her student loans. And this is now becoming, if we're going to talk about that which is endemic, the Democrats think that they can win the near future by promising, and it's again, free money territory, that they're just going to engage in student loan forgiveness. I don't know how they do that. How do you just pass a law saying, well, millions of people borrowed billions of dollars. We've just decided that debt doesn't exist anymore. Well, somebody's got to pay it. But Rashida Tlaib now thinks that you and I owe it to her to pay back her student loans. So some people believe they're entitled to go off to college to, you know, better themselves, and then they will reap the rewards, the perceived rewards of whatever income they will have because of their college degree, and then they want to pass that cost off mostly in large part to people who didn't go to college. Well, you know, you benefit from having educated people, but it seems like all the benefits reside with them. We're watching as people are exiting in droves the office of the vice president. And you know, it's funny. I, I I, I had some advice given to me. And smart people listen to other smart people. Somebody very close to me, who I respect their opinion, their professionalism, said, you know, Andrew, some of the things you said about Kamala Harris in the past, although might be funny, they cloud your ability to provide perfectly executed political analysis. I'm paraphrasing. That part wasn't said. And I said, I get you. I get you. So you're not going to hear me. You're not going to hear me using the harsh language because I don't want to cloud what it is I'm presenting to you. Now, Simone Sanders, Simone Sanders is the latest high-profile assistant to the vice president to exit, to exit her office. And the Washington Post piece has a big spread on this. And it's been picked up in what they call cribbed by other, other websites like Business Insider, but One of the most damning quotes in this piece, which I guess these people are speaking on condition of anonymity, even though we kind of know who they are by name. One of the staffers said, quote, Harris would refuse to analyze briefing material set forth by employees, but then scold them if she appeared unprepared. So in other words, she was too busy too busy or too arrogant or what have you to, you know, read up on things like, I don't know the border. And then she goes in front of what she thinks is a loving and compliant media. They must have assumed that she had the basic facts that they didn't have to, you know, ask her too tough a question, but they were going to ask her questions and even basic, you know, surface level stuff she can't answer. Because she doesn't concern herself with these things. It's just easier to yell at her staff, I guess. And this is the person, should Joe Biden not be able to run, is the, I guess, 
heir apparent the automatic front runner. Try to imagine this woman being president of the United... For all the accusations that Donald Trump wasn't up to the task or didn't take it seriously, try to imagine this. Now we have some other things we have to get to. Police in Los Angeles arrested 14 suspects in a smash-and-grab operation, all of which have been released. All of them. The DA refused to charge them. So, stealing is the new shopping in California. Stealing is the new shopping. And because these left-wing prosecutors like Chesa Boudin in San Francisco, all of these DAs are, yes, Barton Point. It's not anti-Semitic to point out that these DAs are almost unilaterally bought and paid for by George Soros. And he's using prosecutors' races to upend Airfringer's, quote, justice. You saw this with Kim Fox and Jesse Smollett. I laugh every time Marlowe calls him juicy. <laughs> I think that's funny. They had blatant, they had, he blatantly planned this fake hate crime. And still, his attorneys are trying to make him the victim of this complete fabrication. But the prosecutor originally didn't want to prosecute him. Soros is paying for all of these DAs. And this cancer of smash and grab, of stealing is the new shopping, is going to spread. It's going, people are going to see this happening. And if they've got Democrat prosecutors and Democrat police chiefs and Democrat mayors and Democrat city councils, what goes in L.A. and what goes in San Francisco is going to go throughout the state of California and then move its way up the West Coast. And then pretty soon you'll start seeing it on the East Coast. If people are going into stores, whether they be high-end department stores, chain pharmacies or mom-and-pop businesses, and they are shopping with hammers, and nothing happens to them, they're going to do more of it. You're going to watch this evolve. If you refuse to stop crime in its tracks, you will get more crime. Windex 695 Patriot 9572874. Also, this, um, what is this group, Patriot Front or something? Patriot Front. This looks staged. This group of masked men in blue jackets and khaki pants, marching with flags, many of which are upside down, and shields. There are cyber sleuths, online researchers, that are looking into the Twitter accounts that seem to be pushing this stuff, that journalists are picking up on, the person allegedly behind the group, at least on social media, has been outed as, the, at least the avatar picture, is AI. It's not even a real person. So it seems like this is somewhere along the way being manufactured. You know, we saw this with the Lincoln Project, and we saw it with Glenn Youngkin, right? They dressed up people in MAGA hats with the tiki torches. One of them was black. I mean, nothing says white supremacist like the black guy. And they... They stood out front of Glenn Youngkin's bus trying to you know, relive or recapture the feelings and emotions of Charlottesville. It turned out it was a put-up. So we don't know who these people are. 
but it looks like it's a put-up. Weinzik, 695 Patriot, 957-2874. So where do we begin? The vaccine mandates. Watching what is taking place in Europe and Australia is frightening. Italy is basically saying if you're not vaccinated, you cannot participate in society on any level. And people here in the United States are cheering this. Now, I have some clips of audio. One of North Korean propagandist Dr. Legana Wen, a local report from Leesburg, Virginia. And another, interestingly enough, from the World Health Organization, which now is condemning the United States for adding a booster to the mandate before allegedly some countries get access to a first shot. Let's start there. Cube cut five. So here you have Dr. Mar- uh, Mar- uh, Maria uh, Van Kirkov, Kirklov, Kirklov of the World Health Organization saying it's unfair for Americans to get boosters before the rest of the world gets access to a first shot. Cut five. I know the World Health Organization has said that you view booster shots as unfair because people are getting another dose here while in the rest of the world they're still waiting. We heard from the White House argue against that and say both things can be done at the same time. Why don't you think both things can be done at the same time? Because it has an impact on production. It has an impact on supply. So our argument is that people around the world who are most at risk need their first and second doses before others get more doses. Um, many people in the world are, are protected, very well protected against severe disease and death. And adding another booster on top of that at the expense of others in other countries is what we're saying is, is unjust. It's unfair. It's not right. Um, And so you can do both, but it has an impact. Mm -hmm. It has an impact on supply. Um, And there's no other way around that. Well, if you want to play the game of more than one thing can be true at a time, let's do that. Uh, We developed these vaccines. Not the third world. We developed them. They're ours. Now, if you remember, depending on how long you've been listening to this program, We talked about vaccine nationalism very early on because our good friend, Dr. Death, Ezekiel Emanuel, was railing against it. Of course, the American taxpayer should subsidize the research. Of course, American corporations at the signal of the president, Donald Trump, should, should ramp up production with Operation Warp Speed. But don't you, don't you Americans think that you're going to be at the front of the line for this stuff. It's about global equity and social justice. So sit down and be quiet. But wait a second. You said we can't go on with our lives until we get these vaccines. So now the World Health Organization is saying it's greedy and selfish to get the booster. But Fauci is saying if you don't get the booster, you're not fully vaccinated. So which is it? Do we need the booster or do we not really need it? If the World Health Organization, well, you guys have had your two shots, you're fully protected. Well, if we're, if everyone with two shots is fully protected, why are we seeing the rise of t- tyranny in Germany and Italy? Why are we seeing the people of Australia losing their rights ever more every day? 
If two shots protects the population, what do you need the third shot for? You just heard it. That's selfish. We've got people waiting in countries who haven't even had their first shot yet. Now, how vaccinated? If you listen to the Democrats and the media, you'd think that wherever Democrats are in charge, everybody's vaccinated, right? High rates of vaccination. And yet we still see no one's dying from the Omicron variant, but people are ending up dying even though they've been vaccinated. So it's like the story changes every five minutes. It's coming down to really this, and I'm going to get this, put this all together, a power struggle. This is about corporations and governments saying, we told you what to do, now you're going to do it. Here's the outgoing Mayor de Blasio in New York City. Uh, now they're making it everybody has to have a vaccine. Everyone. Doesn't matter whether or not you're allergic or whether or not you just don't want to take it or whether or not there's a reason. You're taking it if you're going to live in the city of New York, cut six. We've got Omicron as a new factor. We've got the colder weather, which is going to really create additional challenges with the Delta variant. We've got holiday gatherings. We in New York City have decided to use a preemptive strike to really do something bold to stop the further growth of COVID and the dangers it's causing to all of us. So as of today, we're going to announce a first in the nation measure. Our health commissioner will announce a vaccine mandate for private sector employers across the board. All private sector employers in New York City will be covered by this vaccine mandate as of December 27th. We're going to have some other measures as well to really focus on maximizing vaccination quickly so we can get ahead of Omicron and all the other challenges we're facing right now with COVID. That's it. We were not given the power to do this, but we're going to do it. Now, why do I think this is a question of, you know, compliant people will be compliant and they just won't, they're not going to be going in to immigrant greengrocers and bodegas you know, dragging people from, people from behind the counter and making them show their vax cards. We know what this is. But then you've got Dr. Leanna Wen, who sounds like should be a North Korean propaganda minister. This hasn't gone far enough for her. We have to make people stay indoors and be locked down until they do exactly as we say. We need restrictions. You cannot move. Go from place to place. You will do as you're told. Cut seven. There is a lot that's already uh, in the Biden winter strategy, but I think the right components are there, but not to the degree that they can be. So, for example, with international travel, moving the 72 hours of, of, um, of pre-arrival testing or pre-departure testing, rather, to 24 hours is good. But why not also ask people to self-quarantine and then test once they arrive? And then when it comes to domestic travel, I do think that it's really important to put into place a testing or vaccination requirement, meaning that everybody is required to be tested, but you can opt out of it if you are vaccinated. And that's because it's not so much the travel itself that's dangerous. Actually, if everybody is masked on planes or trains, it's pretty safe. It's more that if people are going in between different regions, they could be carrying COVID-19 with them. If they then are at a destination, then they are going to hotels and bars and seeing friends and family, they're carrying COVID between different parts of the country. And so that testing or vaccination requirement will be key to reducing the spread of COVID in different parts of the country. Spoken like a true Communist Party 
information minister. Now let's let's bring this down to the local level. This is WUSA TV, Channel Nine, in Leesburg, Virginia, and this is a group of police officers who are resigning from the police department over the vaccine mandate. Cut eight. This decision has the potential to decimate LPD. Weeks after this Leesburg police officer warned of the impact of the city implementing a vaccine mandate, on Saturday, WUSA 9 received city data showing the department has lost seven officers since the town council voted for the mandate, nearly 8% of sworn police. A city public information officer says four officers resigned due to the decision. Two others left for different jobs, but the PIO wrote, we assume the mandate played some role in their decision to resign. Four to six officers sounds really small and it sounds like it would make an impact but when you're dealing with a town like Leesburg that that only has about 56,000 people that's that makes a big impact. Library Advisory Commissioner Paul Coyer has spoken against the plan saying that getting a vaccine should be a personal decision and this comes down to a personal choice and I do think that medical autonomy is important. WUSA 9 reached out to the Leesburg mayor and all town council members on Saturday and received a response from Councilwoman Suzanne Fox. She opposes the mandate writing in a statement quote, it's almost as if we assumed that everyone who told us they would resign was all just bluffing. We may be finding out the hard way that this was no bluff, and unfortunately, it's the residents of Leesburg who will ultimately suffer a decrease in services as a result. That's a local news package. So this is a power struggle now. You have large businesses, some of whom have said, you know, to their credit, they were not going to enforce a mandate. Now they don't have to back off of anything. You've had local governments who've not enforced a mandate, therefore they don't have to back off of anything. But now you're going to see this. As we approach the new year, and certain businesses and certain governments make the vaccine mandate a component of employment or residency or freedom, what are you going to do if your fire department walks off the job? What are you going to do if you can't Run your business if you can't put an airplane in the air because you don't have a crew. This is going to come. You know, what's funny is that the Democrats, I'm old enough to remember, well, they love this idea of bottom up, right? They love the idea of people walking off the job if they were unhappy with their management or their CEO or their board of directors. They called it a strike. They called it a strike. Oh, actually, that's for like pay and working conditions. Well, forcing people to take a vaccine is a working condition. Again, if you're fully vaccinated, what difference does it make if somebody next to you is unvaccinated? You are now protected. Isn't that what we were told? Is it, or is it now that because Rochelle Walensky has changed the definition, a vaccine uh, is no longer an inoculation, it is a symptom reducer. It's a symptom reducer. The polio vaccine was designed to make sure you don't get polio. Right? The meningitis vaccines are to make sure you don't get meningitis. They don't go, take this vaccine so you get slightly less meningitis. A vaccine is supposed to inoculate you to protect you, to make sure you cannot be infected by whatever it is you are being vaccinated against. Now we're being told, well, they're, I mean, just take the damn third shot. No, wait, we can't take the third shot because that means we're being selfish. None of these people seem to have their story straight, but what's happening now is 
if a if a mayor or a city council has said this is the red line they're throwing down the red line and public service employees that are crucial police fire emt if they're walking off the job you could scream and yell about selfishness and all you want at the end of the day you're not going to be able to operate 911 so your power, you threw down that, you threw down the marker, you drew a red line, you drew a line in the sand, and people walked right over it, and there's nothing you can do about it. This is coming down to a power struggle. And make no mistake, I have said this before, I will say it again. We should not be calling these people liberals. They don't believe in liberty. They are in fact authoritarians. They are authoritarians through and through, and you're now seeing it. They will not accept a challenge to their authority. A progressive would rather you starve than eat something they don't approve of. They would rather you be out in the elements than dwell in something they don't approve of. They would rather bring it all down than say, okay, we were wrong. We're not going to do this anymore. And you're going to see this in a lot of major corporations. Because then what? If a CEO and board of directors said, this is now a condition of employment, but they can't run the business anymore. And the share, start, share prices start going down because the market responds. What are they going to do? What are they going to do? You've damaged, you've damaged your, you've damaged, you've damaged your power structure. You're going to find at the end of the day that the governments and businesses that did not make this a mandate, made it a suggestion, provided employees and residents with the best, you know, up-to-date information, tried to assist in making sure that people who wanted to get vaccinated could, whether it was through, you know, public transportation, government transportation, excuse me, or giving someone a day off of work if they if they were to have a negative reaction. Many people found themselves exhausted after taking the second shot. But if you make it a mandate and your employees call your bluff, Wine 695 Patriot 9572874. So we're gonna see. We're gonna see if this is about power. If mayors can't make, because look at the crime rates that are skyrocketing in some of these major left-wing cities, skyrocketing. The smashing, stealing is the new shopping. Shopping with a hammer is the, is the new shopping. You don't need a cart, you need a hammer. We'll see how long this power struggle can go on. But I don't think I think there's a lot of corporate officers and a lot of government officials that are not are not going to be able to bring themselves to say we were wrong. This was a bad idea. We're backing off. You can join me live on the Wilcom Majority Monday to Friday, noon to three east, nine to noon west on Sirius XM Patriot Channel 125. <laughs>